Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself. To get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. Today's question, why does my partner lie about little things? I love this question. I love this question because it's so common. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And I'm yeah. just thinking like you turning it like I have lied about little things. Why do I do that when I do that? <laughs> and I think there's two reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're either avoiding grief. So I'm avoiding disappointment, right? I'm avoiding some moment of. Oh, that's like, not going to feel good if I tell you. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we're avoiding discord. I'm going to tell you something you don't like. And so instead mm-hmm. of telling you something you don't like, I'm going to kick that can down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right when you said avoiding grief, I was thinking my grief or my partner's grief. It doesn't Either matter, way. right? Exactly. It's the both. avoidance of both, mm-hmm. of both sides mm-hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. I think of those actually as a Venn diagram because mm-hmm. grief equals discord so often and discord equals grief so often. So I think of it probably as both and rather than mm-hmm. either or. Mm-hmm. So if if the problem is that we're avoiding, mm-hmm. whether it's the, that we're avoiding the grief or that we're avoiding the discord, whether I'm afraid of disappointing you or um, I'm afraid of you being mad at me or I'm afraid of... Uh, it's just not feeling good mm-hmm. between us. Yep. It's the avoidance that, and, and that fear of whatever that thing is on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. perpetuating this. Yeah. And it's really easy from a brain perspective to fall into this one because mm-hmm. um, you actually gauge pain closer to you in time as bigger than pain that's further out in time. So if, if, which is worse right now, Mm. lying to you about this thing or dealing with the discord, the discord is worse right now, even though the pain would be later, later on, bigger later on, my brain doesn't think about it like that because my brain is actually not super forward thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a lot of regulation and prefrontal cortex function to get your brain to care about disaster 
five days from now versus mm-hmm. disaster right. five minutes from now. That actually takes quite a lot of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are someone who is habitually lying to your partner about little things, I just want you to know that when you try to solve this, I'm about to say more about the accountability piece that I think is so important in this question. Um, but when you do try to solve this, just know it's actually going to be really hard because your brain is going to guess that the pain that you're avoiding is so huge that it's going to be worth that pain later on. Mm-hmm. And so your instinct is going to be to keep doing the old just because of how your brain processes pain and time. Mm-hmm. And and that's a protection. But then I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. is. And, and as we're talking about this, something's um, niggling at me a little bit in that it feels like we're making excuses a little bit. And I don't want to make excuses in any way for any kind of lie. There are three keys, key ways of being to be really good at intimacy. I need to be empathetic. I need to be vulnerable and I need to be accountable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that if I'm the one who's lying about little things in the relationship, that I own up to that, get accountable for how that has affected the relationship and really get on correcting it. Mm -hmm. Accountability is, um, it's, it's vital in order to build Mm -hmm. a, a trusting intimate space. Right. Well, there's no real repair without it. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. we look at the map of what healthy relationship looks like, it's a dance of harmony and disharmony and repair. Repair. And repair is the most important part if what you want is trust in a relationship. Um, I don't think we can speak about this enough. I think most, most just like, you know, out there in the world, a lot of people conceptualize relationships as harmony. Mm -hmm. And if it's disharmony, I should run away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I should leave. We should break up because things don't feel good. Mm -hmm. That whole, like, what I see in my office, what I'm sure both of you see in your office is this Mm -hmm. whole idea of harmony, disharmony, repair, being a healthy relationship, like that whole package. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think actually culturally we Mm -hmm. have been sold. Like if it's going to, it should feel good all the time. If you were with the right one, if you're with the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also most couples, if, if not all without coaching, not only do they not have a repair, but even the ones who, let's say, don't leave with the disharmony, they basically go harmony back to disharmony, back to harmony, back to disharmony, and mm-hmm. kind of like shoving mm-hmm. it under the carpet or sweeping it yeah. under the rug. That's the <laughs> That's cliche I was totally trying to it. use. Shoving it under uh, the carpet but, works too. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Whichever one. Um, not knowing that, like we said, in that repair is where the trust is built and the strength happens in the relationship. Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So know when you are avoiding discord with your partner, mm-hmm. if you're one of the people who's doing that, if you are avoiding discord, what you are doing is you are denying building trust in your relationship. You're that robbing your cost. relationship. You're sucking what the it could air be. out of the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, you know, like I, I think of relationships as these like biospheres, as these ecosystems and the space between us, the air we both breathe when when we're lying in a relationship, it's creating a toxicity in that air. And you're, mm-hmm. it's not just your partner that's breathing it. You are too. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Totally. Mm-hmm. It's ecological. Yeah. Right? Because we're in totally. the system. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to turn it to the other side of this too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's say I'm with a partner who is lying about little things. Yeah. One of the U-turns that I think is worthwhile to think about is, am I contributing to an environment in any way where discord is unwelcome? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, or maybe, yeah, it's, it's the environment where discord is unwelcome. Maybe I also need to be right a lot. Mm-hmm. 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 Where it's not okay for us to have a disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm thinking about like, what if I'm in a space where when something is going wrong, I fall apart and need a lot of taking care of really fast. Or, or if, um, if, if I find out that if you tell me something that I don't like to hear, I'm going to really make a big deal about that. And I'm not going to let go of it. I'm going to hold on to it for a really long time. And you're going to keep hearing about it from me. Am I creating punishment or grudge holding environments? So as you're thinking about, hmm, why would my partner lie about little things? It could be old habit. It could be they're scared of discord and it's totally their thing. But I think it's worth <laughs> looking at the overall environment. And am I contributing anything that would make grief or discord super hard here and yeah. worth avoiding? Which doesn't make it okay that your partner's lying to you. Nope. I just want to emphasize that's not what we're mm-hmm. saying. Nope. The lies are not okay. It's mm-hmm. just looking at your own role is still a healthy path to take. It's always yeah. a healthy path to take. Right. Yeah. And when we're dealing with things that are frequent in a relationship. So mm-hmm. sometimes like, let's say my partner's never late, but he's late this one time and it's super important to me that he's on time, but he was late. But this is not a pattern. That's like a single event talk, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a pattern, like they lie about little things a lot, then maybe it's time to go ahead and have what I like to call a meta conversation. What's a meta conversation? Well, it's a meta conversation is a conversation that happens when things are calm. That's one (laughs) thing that's really important. I'm not going to bring it up in the middle of catching you in a lie. (laughs) Nope. Calm everything down. Talk about it tomorrow or the next day. So one, I'm going to talk to you about when things are calm. And it's, it's also like the kind of conversation that you have more about, this is the dance we're in. This is the thing that happens. <clears throat> That's right. So we're going to identify, and we don't want to do every bit of every dance we've ever been in, in a meta conversation. We want to hold it to one observation <laughs> about a larger pattern, right? And then <laughs> I use Terry Reel's first, the four steps of his feedback wheel to do a meta conversation. Yeah, definitely. So we, so it goes like this. Um, here, the observation, story I made up about it, mm-hmm. feeling, request. So uh, the observation. So let's say I'm the one who's being lied to. So my observation would be, um, you know, I've noticed that in our relationships, you are frequently lying to me about little things. The story I make up about it is that I don't matter or that you're just not trustworthy. Um, I'll never be I'll, able to trust you. You're going to lie about everything for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be together. Yep. That Yeah. Yep. You weren't you the weren't one the for one me for after me. all. Whatever story it is mm-hmm. you're making up. And then 
when I say the feeling, I keep to feeling words. So the story I make a big bet is that I don't matter to you and that I'll never be able to trust you again. When this happens, I feel hurt and lonely and angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the request and the request, especially when you're dealing with meta is really helpful to be specific mm-hmm. um, about what you want from them, but also to make an invitation for feedback about maybe your part in this overall thing. So when I'm doing my request, I might say, I'd like for you to tell me why, or if you haven't figured out why, to really think about it and figure out what's behind these lies for you. I'd like for you to acknowledge that this is not a healthy pattern with me. And I'd like for you to tell me if there's anything I'm doing that's contributing to you feeling like you Mm. need to lie. Mm -hmm. And then we wait and we see what Mm -hmm. happens. So that's an example of meta. I love it. Beautiful. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.